on the field, inside the clubhouse, and everything in between. This is Brewers Weekly, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Pauley. All right, so we've got like four or five days where the focus can just be on the Brewers because the Bucks season ending, they win the championship, and then, you know, Packers training camp opens up next Tuesday. So whether do we include today? No, we don't include today. Today was the parade. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days, four days where we can talk nothing but Brewers. I kid, of course. Welcome into Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. If you want to join us, you can do so. 855-616-1620 is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Obviously, the Brewers have been very good in recent years, and they have uh, kept the attention even of Packers fans uh, deeper than uh, deeper than you know the just this time of year when all of a sudden things are starting for the Packers. But when when I got to Milwaukee. The old adage before the Brewers went on this run of being in the postseason, you know, just about uh, just about every year here recently, the old adage was the Brewers' job was to keep it interesting until at least the Packers open up training camp. And I don't think that is as true anymore, but it really is incredible when you think about the compressed calendar of going from COVID calendar to regular calendar. So the NBA season that just ended, that was the end of a COVID calendar because they played a season that started late. They played less games this year. They played 10 less games uh, during the regular season. But uh, the everything that happened in the postseason was uh, a month or a few weeks, month uh, later than it normally would have been. So with that, all of a sudden that period of time between the NBA season and the NFL season where all the focus is on what's going on uh, in baseball, well, it's a little bit shorter this time around. But that's okay, and I think the Brewers are going to uh, continue to uh, keep the attention of everybody even after training camp opens up next week, of course. We're going to be watching to see whether or not a certain quarterback might uh, show up to Green Bay, but we don't need to get into that here on uh, Brewers Weekly. Here's what we do need to get into. Uh, We will talk a little bit about the Bucks because I thought it was really interesting. Uh, Many of the Brewers players were at Game 6, and they spoke about it and talked about the impact that being there for a championship had on them. And, you know, what... What is the residual effect of one team winning in a city, in a market, in a state? How does that impact other teams winning? Does it impact other teams winning? I don't know. It's something that you probably can't really measure. You know, We've seen everything that's happened in Tampa over the course of the last year and a half or so, where all of a sudden it's become kind of you know, championship central, or at least very, very competitive. And the, the thing about that is... That's another market that's not a huge market. Uh, there's the, There are ways to win in markets that are not huge markets. I would say it's more challenging. There are some advantages that go along with being in larger markets, but not so much that you can't win. And a lot of people are already looking at what might happen here in the state of Wisconsin and the city of Milwaukee here moving forward uh, when it comes to high-level play and potential championships. So the impact of the Bucks. On the Brewers, we're going to get into that coming up in uh, just a few moments, and uh, we're we're a little bit more than a week out from the trade deadline. Trade deadline is next Friday. It's on July 30th this year, not July 31st, but it is on July 30th. 
Uh, that way they avoid a Saturday where there's lots of day games going on. Uh, so they're doing it a day earlier. So uh, tomorrow is the one-week-out marker from the trade deadline. And the Brewers, a team that has high expectations of the kind of run that they would like to go on in the postseason, as good as this team is, and it is a legit good team, there's clearly some areas where they could get better. And David Stearns and Matt Arnold will be working to do that. So during the second half hour of the program, we'll discuss the trade deadline a whole lot. Again, if you want to get in here, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. This is Brewers Weekly. Back with more Brewers Weekly after this. Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. They all had the time of their lives, and I know I think so. And they, they, uh, I'm glad they all got to go. Um, it, it's it's great to be in that environment. Uh, it's great for them to see that. Um, it's it's what we're trying to do. You know, we, we hope to put ourselves in that environment someday. Um, and then they, as players, hope they can someday reach that. So it's it's great for them to be a part of it. Magic Craig Council speaking after game number six. Uh, pretty good chance you saw, but many members of the Brewers indeed int- attended that game, which was cool. Uh, team owner Mark Atanasio uh, got a suite for the game, and a large contingent of Brewers were there for game six, which is really cool. I, I don't know if you get the same kind of kick out of it that I do. Like I've always been a sucker for... You know, when, when one team is in the postseason and another team is playing, like attending those games, going to press conferences, wearing, you know, hoodies or shirts, you know, pushing the other team or hats, whatever it might be. I love that stuff. I absolutely love that stuff. So I've enjoyed uh, how much the Brewers have been able to support the Bucks. so much so that they moved their game time on Tuesday to an afternoon game in order to uh, be able to let people focus in on game number six. And, yeah, I number one thing was just allowing the community to be able to really focus in on game number six. Uh, but I think it was Christian Yelich who said it. I think it was. He made he made the point about, like, the, um, the logistical implications. If, if the Brewers would have played a night game, and the Bucks would have won the championship at that same time, and there's you know sixty five thousand people in the Deer District, over a hundred thousand people in downtown, just going nuts the way we saw them go nuts. Uh, getting the Royals back to their team hotel might have been challenging to say the least. So a, a very good decision to move that game to an afternoon game. Uh, but I. I I listen to everything that's being said about the impact of the Bucks winning a championship on the Brewers. And I'll play a couple cuts for you. Um, Eric Lauer, the starting pitcher in uh, yesterday's game, uh, he said that you know going and watching the Bucks win a championship motivated him that much more to be in that type of situation. It made me really want to experience that. I remember actually sitting there thinking, like, I can't imagine that. I've never been part of that feeling, and I it made you want it that much more just to see it so close and to see another team in the city kind of make that happen just to experience it and be there and see everything that was going on. Like, it really it makes you want to be 
that guy. It makes you want to be that person on the court or the field. And I feel like that's something that we could definitely do this year. Colton Wong saying that he wants to be able to feel what the Bucks felt. It was amazing. You know, obviously we wanted to come in and win this game because last night just gave us so much confidence. You know, you see how Milwaukee got around the Bucks and, you know, how proud they were and, you know, what they did was so special. So for us to, you know, step in and, you know, realize like this could be us, you know, it definitely showed us, you know, what our goal is at the end of the season. It's not just to get to the playoffs. It's not just to, you know, make a run. You know, we want to be in the same shoes as those guys. So, you know, I think everybody who was there definitely got a little bit of a taste of what it's like to win here and, you know, we want to do it. I thought this was interesting from Craig Council. He said uh, that watching another team in the city win a championship almost makes a Brewers potential championship feel that much more tangible. What it does is it brings it a little closer to you. Um, so sometimes that that it, it it's so hard to do um, that it, it it feels daunting obviously and and it is it's really hard to do and it is daunting but when you see when you can go be a part of it and that's why i was so happy that you know mark mark got a suite for the game and i was so happy that so many of the players got to go um is because it does it brings it closer and it makes it um um you know within feel feel a little bit more within your reach um even though it's even though you know it's incredibly difficult to do so i've spent some time thinking about this and I don't know if I have a final answer, because when we're talking in September, when we're talking in October, was a contingent of Milwaukee Brewers at Pfizer Forum for game number six going to impact their ability to win a championship? Probably not. Probably not. But at the same time, you know, Colton Wong said we wanted to win this game that much more because we feel so confident. Like there was, they, they, their confidence grew from watching the Bucks win a championship, which is interesting, right? Like that, it's this is kind of new territory when when trying to think through. The Brewers are very good at being able to quantify everything. I remember talking with uh, David Stearns prior to the season got start, getting started when we did one of those preseason specials. And I asked Stearns about quantifying the impact of fans in the stands, and Stearns actually kind of joked around that, you know, they like, to, they like to quantify everything, but it was hard for them to quantify the impact of fans and not having fans, yada, yada, yada. So um, well, how, do you, how do you quantify the impact of, of another team in your city, another team in your state, winning a championship. And I, I don't know how. I don't know how you quantify it. Uh, a lot of people are wondering whether or not uh, the Brewers being at game number six could have impacted the way they played uh, yesterday against the Royals when they committed a bunch of errors and had a bunch of under and runs. You know, maybe, maybe. I, I lean towards no, but I leave the door open for yes. This is not something that I'm, that I'm really sure of. Uh, in a... You know, a baseball season is very much built upon routine, and because of what the Bucks have been doing, the Brewers have been knocked out of their routine. So even if it has nothing to do with you know guys being up late the day before, you know, the night before a day game, it, it certainly does knock them off their routine. But what does it have? Does it have bigger long-term implications that can be positive for this team that those guys were there to experience it? I don't know. Maybe like, I just. It's a it's an odd thing because we do we try to quantify everything and I don't I don't know how you quantify that 
but I do know that they're still human beings, and it was a really cool opportunity for them to be able to uh, to go. I think we've all done that, right? We've all we've all made choices. We've all maybe been less productive at our jobs one day because we stayed up late the night before. There was an opportunity to see something or do something. Maybe there's a concert. Maybe there's you know whatever that you want to go to on a Tuesday night, and all of a sudden you're really dragging on a Wednesday. Like we've all done it, um, and it's we'll all do it again and maybe that's what led to uh they them not playing great baseball yesterday but now they get to kind of lock back in and move forward from here i just think it's really cool i just think it's really cool uh the way the brewers have been able to support the bucks during this entire period and how they seemingly get something out of the bucks winning a championship all right 855-616-1620 855-616-1620 that's the AccuDent mortgage talk and text line you can tweet into the program as well at matt Pauley on air m-a-t-t-p-a-u-l-e-y on air we will we'll shift really just towards brewer stuff as uh we kind of put a bow on everything that's been going on with the Bucks, and uh, we'll start to get into uh, how this team is playing right now in the series coming up against the uh, White Sox and also the trade deadline right around the corner. Stick with us. This is Brewers Weekly. Back with more Brewers Weekly after this. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers and White Sox can open up a big three-game series tomorrow night. Don't forget Sunday. Do they, I don't. I guess they don't. I, I would. Have, I was about to say if you have a paper ticket that says the game's going to start at one ten, well, it's been moved back to Sunday night baseball. There's not really paper tickets anymore, so that's not a thing anymore. You don't have to worry about looking at your tickets and seeing. But if you if you have tickets and you wrote down in your calendar or you saved a an event in your in your phone, in your calendar portion of your phone that has it as a one ten start on Sunday. You're gonna be there way, way, way early. Sunday night baseball coming up uh, obviously Sunday night. Eight five five six one six one six twenty the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well. Let's grab a phone call, Doug's in Baraboo. Hey Doug, you're on WTMJ. Well, good evening, Matt. Wow, gee, I, you know, I had some comments I want you to get to, but, uh, you know, you nailed it in, in, your, in the beginning of the show. I think, uh, what a, a surreal week with the, with the Bucks and, and everything showing the, uh, the nation and beyond what kind of fan base we have and have always have actually in, in Milwaukee and, and Wisconsin. And I, I agree with you. I think in the long run it can be a trickle effect, like you're saying, the Bucks, you know, personally attending the game. But anybody that was in the Deer District or anybody even Wisconsin or um, that was closer, any ties to Milwaukee, uh, watching the game, I was lucky to get uh, two tickets for my, my, for my wife and I to go to the game from, from my, my son. And I think mm-hmm. the players were just maybe numb from excitement uh, the next day. And, we just we went to the game the next day too Wednesday and uh, just kind of <laughs> sat back and and watched it. I, I know that one of the highlights was uh, they added Giannis to the uh, Get Loud uh, yeah. uh, thing they do, which they hadn't had. They had Middleton and, and guys on there before, but they had, <laughs> actually had Giannis. So yeah, what a I think you nailed it. I think in the long run that I think there'll be a trickle effect. I mean, it just it's just surreal. Yeah, absolutely. It was. It's been fun. It's been so much fun just to to see everything going on. Yeah, absolutely. Now the baseball thing. Now you know we we played well over half the games already, and I, I'm I'm concerned about production at with Bradley and and in first base in general. But 
I mean, he's batting 177. He's in the top three for plate appearances, and he struck out 93 times. And I'm wondering what you feel, uh, why the Brewers are waiting so long. Are they just waiting for Kane to come back? Is uh, because we're in first place? They're not concerned. They're they're hoping that uh, Bradley maybe you know, can can turn it around. I, I would certainly like to see Taylor on a more of a, uh, you know, full-time basis than Bradley in there. And then my other comment or question for you is, you know, Tuesday, before my wife and I left, we had to leave a little early. We figured we should leave a little early from the game. We, we don't normally do that to get down to the Bucks game. But we, we saw uh, Ryan Braun sitting down, uh, you know, next to the owner, uh, Mark Antonaccio, you know, and um, by the first big dugout where the owner always sits. And do you think this means something, or was did he just bring him in for the Bucks game too? Because we could certainly use that bat production at first base or somebody. Sure, Doug. I appreciate the phone call. So I, I do think. So I've talked all season long about. You know, sometimes you leave guys in the lineup with the idea that they're going to get going, and maybe you don't win that game that day, but you win more games down the stretch because of it. Um, as as we've gotten to this point in the season, we're deep enough in the season, it's it's no longer really time just to have somebody in the lineup to watch them get going. And I do absolutely think that Tyrone Taylor uh, deserves playing time. Now, I don't think we need to discount two things on Jackie Bradley Jr. A... His defense is phenomenal. It's never not been good. He's never allowed his offensive struggles to uh, impact what he's doing from a defensive standpoint. And then if you look at what JBJ has done recently, it's it's trending in the right direction. Tiny sample size, but trending in the right direction. In the month of July, he's hitting 231. That's nothing to write home about, but it's a whole lot better than... 207 in April, 082 in May, 197 in June. So in July, he's hitting 231. Uh, when you look at what he's done recently in his last one, two, three, four, five, in his last six games, he has two, four, five, he has seven hits in his last six games, has two multiple hit games in that period. So he seems to be trending in the right direction. Uh, but that it's still, a, and you want to see if that is going to continue on while at the same time giving Tyrone Taylor probably a, a few more opportunities. As far as Ryan Braun goes, uh, no indication that this trip into Milwaukee was anything more than an opportunity to go to uh, Game 6 of, uh, of the NBA Finals. Braun is very close with the Antanasio family. Uh, they, they had bought a suite, so... Uh, now, does being there, does being around the team, things like that, does that get his juices going a little bit where maybe he'd want to come in? I don't know. I still, with all due respect to Braun, I, I think he comes in. I think he helps the team because of his presence in the clubhouse. I think he has some big hits down the stretch of the season. But as far as him being an everyday guy or being a, a bat that's really going to make a profound impact on the team, I don't I don't think that's, that's a thing. Um, you know, we... we who he was last year was impacted partially by injuries. When he's healthy, he can still hit a little. But that's when when I think you look at this team right now and you're targeting areas that they can get better, with all due respect to Ryan Braun, I don't think you're looking to bring in somebody with that production level. You might want to bring him back for lots of other reasons, and I'd be fine with it. I'm st- I still lament the fact that if he's done, if he never plays another Major League Baseball game again, a guy who means as much to the organization as he does 
had to finish out his career playing in empty stadiums. It it bothers me. It really bothers me. So in many ways, I'm rooting for him to return, if for no other reason, just to be able to go out in front of full stadiums. Um, but outside of some, I think, some probably big hits down the stretch, I don't know how much his bat is really going to impact this team. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. It's the Yankee Mortgage Talk text line. You could tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. What do they do? What will they do? What should they do at the trade deadline, which is just over a week away? We'll discuss it next. This is Brewers Weekly. More Brewers Weekly coming up on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Brewers and White Sox open up a three-game series tomorrow. Again, I'm 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 fired up about these pitching matchups. Freddie Peralta against Lucas Giolito, Corbin Burns against Carlos Rodon, Brandon Woodruff against Lance Lynn. They push Woodruff back an opportunity to just give him a little bit extra rest. The Brewers are trying really hard right now to to give guys a bit of a break here in the season, uh, just to maintain health as much as possible. And as much as we have seen injuries this year in Major League Baseball, and as much as we've seen injuries with the Brewers, and the Brewers have had their fair share of injuries, the the core members of the rotation have for the most part been able to be healthy. Burns was out for a while because of the COVID issues, uh, but he, he's been he's been physically healthy. If you know not not COVID non healthy, if that makes sense. Like we have to designate or differentiate uh, between uh, between the two. And I think the Brewers deserve a lot of credit for the way they have handled pitching this year and going to the six day rotation. Um, that's gonna that's going to be a big storyline the rest of the way. There's still two months plus of baseball left to be played. And we are going to see injuries across Major League Baseball continue to go up and up and up, I think, as a result of the 60-162. to 162. And, um, yeah, that's uh, if the most important thing for the Brewers is to keep that pitching as healthy as possible. The, you Something you will never hear coming out of my mouth. Just not going to do it. I will... I am never, ever, ever this year going to be critical of the Brewers when they make the decision to give guys extra rest, especially pitchers, but just guys, period. Uh, that is that is something that is absolutely needed, and you have to find a way to give guys the best opportunity to stay healthy. And the Brewers deserve credit for what they've been able to do with their pitching, as it has, for the most part, been able to be uh, pretty healthy. Brett Anderson is clearly the one guy who's had issues uh, being able to, uh, to stay on the field, and you hope that he's going to be able to uh, stay healthy here down the uh, down the stretch of the season. But this is going to be this going to be a lot of fun this weekend. The Brewers have been good against good teams for the most part, not not across the board. Uh, they they recently had the series against the Mets. You know when they went on their big run there from uh, the end of May to the end of June, they were playing a lot of bad teams. But you look specifically at what they've done against the Padres, and you look at what they've done against the Dodgers. They've been able to have success against some of the better teams in baseball. And this weekend series is going to be a matchup of the two teams with the biggest divisional leads. The White Sox have the biggest divisional lead in all of Major League Baseball. They have an eight and a half game lead over Cleveland, and then the Brewers. They have the second-largest divisional lead across baseball. Their lead over the Reds right now is at 6.5, and, and 
Cardinals might just catch the Reds here sooner than later. Right now, the Cardinals are leading the Cubs by a 3-2 score. The Cardinals are one game back of Cincinnati, so a win tonight for uh, for St. Louis would get them within a half game of the Reds. I don't believe the Reds are playing tonight. No, they're not, and they're going to open up a series against St. Louis coming up tomorrow. So I still kind of... You know, maybe it's just uh, I've been institutionalized to know that the Cardinals can always make a run. I I, I just look at that team, and that's the team that that worries me. And I think there's a very good chance when we are talking next. Are we doing a show next week? Let's see. Next? No, we will not have a show next week. But once this weekend comes to an end, I would think there's a very good chance that the Cardinals are going to be the second place team in the division. They're going to have an opportunity to jump over the Reds. They've already jumped over uh, the Cubs with what they've been able to do. And if they do beat the Cubs tonight, they're going to be two full games clear of the Cubs before all is said and done. As far as the wild card standings go, yeah, it it looks very much that the two wild card teams are going to be. Uh, from the National League West. Right now it would be Dodgers and Padres. The Dodgers are just barely behind the Giants in the National League West. So some some version of the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres all making the postseason this year. But one of the questions is, to, could one of these NL Central teams make a run and get into wild card spot? Well, the Cardinals, they're, they're seven games out of a wild card spot right now. So the Cardinals are actually closer to... Uh, the Brewers in the National League Central standings than they are to catching one of those National League West teams. Those the, the NL West teams. You look at their records. The Giants are at 60 and 35. The Dodgers are at 59 and 38, and the Padres are at 56 and 42. It is tough. It is challenging to have three teams in one division with uh, records that are so good because you play each other so often. Now, admittedly, the Rockies and the Diamondbacks stink. So you you got a lot of wins you can get between those two teams, but still there's a there's a lot of games the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres are playing against each other, and they still have these records. Their run differential: Giants plus 123, Dodgers plus 149, Padres are plus 96. It's uh, it is pretty spectacular what those teams in the National League West have been able to do. One more break. We will come back. Uh, really look ahead to the White Sox series. Also, pass along an interesting tidbit from uh, former Brewers catcher Eric Kratz. You might get a kick out of this. We'll explain in just a moment. This is Brewers Weekly. Catch more Brewers Weekly coming up on WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Decided to laugh at this. There's a new book called The uh, Bronx Zoom. It's by uh, Brian Hoke. I think it just goes into what the Yankees had to go through last year during uh, the COVID 60 game season. And, you know, it's, that book can be written probably about just about every team in baseball. And one of the tidbits was about what they had to deal with when they were at Fenway Park. Because last year, Things were moved out, and you know, no, no fans. So the entire ballparks were being used, concourses, and everything. And uh, I, I read from this book, just a, uh, just a little part of it. It said, um, uh, at Fenway Park, the visitors wandered the runways and tunnels on the third base side. Bullpen mounds, batting nets, and artificial turf were placed on the concourses along with lockers. That meant the Yankees had to drop their drawers where fans would have normally waited for nachos and cold beer. A quote from former Brewers catcher Eric Kratz. 
I was dressing in front front of the funnel cake stand. You got out of the shower and you felt like you were naked outside. If somebody had a drone on the field and they looked straight down the ramp, they would have seen my full moon. Solid, solid quote from Eric Kratz right there in that book. That's funny. That is really funny. How weird would that be, though? You get out of the shower, you're naked, and you're standing in a concession stand inside of a major league ballpark. Things, uh, things that happened during COVID times that we can all hope never, never, never happen again. All right, that's going to do it. That's, that's how we're going to wrap up this show, talking about a naked Eric Kratz inside of the uh, funnel cake stand at Fenway Park. Uh, Brewers and White Sox getting ready to open up their three-game series tomorrow. Freddie Peralta will get the start for the crew, 7-3, 2.39 ERA. He is going to be opposed by right-handed pitcher Lucas Giolito, who is 8-6 with a 3.90 ERA. 7-10 first pitch, 6.35 for network coverage tomorrow. I will be with you for Brewers warm-up at 6 o'clock, and then I'll be back with you tomorrow after the game for Brewers Extra Innings. Look forward to talking to you then right here on WTMJ. You've been listening to Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ.